Hello, everybody, and welcome back. It is Monday, February 1st, 2021, and you are listening to episode 102 of the Can I Say Something podcast. I am your host, Anna Recluse, with a juicy caboose, Damien. Joining me today is my little short squeeze. I got diamond hands, not paper hands. It's Deej. Today on the show, we will be discussing what we've been watching, reading, listening to, and playing, including episode four of one division in and in and of itself on Hulu, Grindstone on, on iPhone 12, and concluding with an in-depth review of Steve McQueen's second feature in his Small X series, Lovers Rock. Right into the show, bicycle at gmail.com, bicycle on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend, family member, stranger, what's up, Deanne? How we doing? I'm doing great. We're sticking it to the man, right? We are sticking it We're to the man. We're changing the rules real time. That's what's happening right now. Yeah, buddy. I got all my GMEs. I got a bunch of GMEs in my pocket right now. They're yep. going up. They're, they're skyrocketing. Stonks only go up. They've, that's what I've been told. And they are so far. So that's great. I love it. Can I, can I give you some key, some buzzwords, some, some, <laughs> sure. some phrases that have been thrown yeah. around? Give, give right. it to me, Daddy. This is this is the type of person that's turning the world on their head right now. Retard, <laughs> artist, diamond hands. Please fuck my wife and her boyfriend. This is the kind of stuff that's getting thrown around. Yeah, we don't. It's turning don't the world upside those, down. Yeah, we don't condone, condone that nomenclature. Those those yeah, terms yeah, yeah, yeah. on this show. But uh, that is yeah, that's what's killing. That's what's <laughs> stabbing the giant. That that is the David of the David and Goliath in this story. Are all those names? I'm assuming those names. Some of those names are what Reddit users. Is that where you get those from? No, no. This is just what they're calling each other. Oh, right, right. right. Okay, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because so uh, everyone's like, oh, they're organizing, and it's like uh, this is uh, manipulation and everything. But they're they're all no. being very careful with what they say. Where it's just like they'll give advice, and then at the bottom of they'll yeah. be like, by the way, this is not advice. I am not a financial <laughs> advisor. It's like they're they're putting up a disclaimer so if it ever comes back and there's investigations and be like hey look uh, yeah. i said that was not advice i yeah. i just like the stock that's all yeah there's a famous phrase in hollywood which goes basically nobody knows anything nobody knows what's what's going to be popular nobody knows what's going to work in terms of entertainment i think you know you can also apply that phrase to wall street and to financial institutions you and i have to sit here and say yeah we're not we're not financial experts we don't take our advice but also, are you going to take Jim Cramer's advice? Are you going to take Susie Orman's advice on CNBC? Why? What do they know more than than those people on the Reddit's? You and me. What What do they know exactly? You know, it's it's actually been proven that if you followed Cramer's advice, uh, back in like '08, you yeah. would be like on your ass. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So like it's, he's it's, actually in on it. You know, a lot of those people are actually in on it. So yeah. 
I'm sure they have something where you know how when you I, I just got a new phone so I I swiped through so many terms of services that I just agreed to. I'm sure on those programs it's somewhere on there that says by watching this program you are uh, acknowledging that uh, you cannot sue us for billions of dollars. We uh, <laughs> nothing we said on this program can ensure you actually made money. Our progress, CNBC does not endorse the statements made by Jim Cramer at all on the show. So I'm, I'm assuming somewhere <laughs> yeah. in the small print, they've covered their ass legally somewhere. Which, which you probably got like Robin Hood doing the same thing. Somewhere in the small print, you probably agreed to them stopping yeah. sale, or sales of uh, certain stocks at any certain time. Yeah. And there's a huge uproar about it. And yeah, while that's not fair, but in the terms of agreement, you probably did not read. There is probably something nope. in there that, you know, protects their ass. Yeah. Well, let's put some context to this. We didn't really say what is happening, what happened this week. So I guess uh, just normally when a, when a company is dying, like let's say Blockbuster, when they died, or when they died off, I don't know if they are completely dead. I know there's one store. There's one stores. store left. Yeah, there's one store left. So there has to be some sort of you know corporate entity that still remains of Blockbuster somewhere. Um, but uh, when a company does start to falter, start uh, uh, you know start to die, pe- what people will do, what what financial investors will do, is called shorting the stock. Which is basically, uh, if I had asked you, Dion, would you bet right now, uh, bet that Blockbuster, the stock, is going to go up or going to go down right now? If you had to make that bet, what would you say? I would say it would go down. Right, and that'll be the the consensus. That'll be the smart investment to to bet that it will go down. And, and uh, investment groups, hedge funds, uh, also made that bet because that was the smart, that was conventional wisdom. Is that that stock would go down, and it and it was going down. It was at four dollars, I want to say, at one point. And then uh, the Reddit, the Reddit group, uh, Wall Street Bets, that's the name of the subreddit, uh, got together and said, "Hey, we." Could make a lot of money if we, and also we can make money and cause this hedge fund group to lose a lot of money if we all got together and bought a shit ton of the stock. So what happens is when you, when somebody, when a lot of people buy a stock, what you're saying is that you believe that stock or that company has value, and so you're you're you are artificially inflating the value of that stock. And is that market market manipulation? Is that um, what, what do you call it? Um, going collusion. Uh, Collusion, or is it another word for, or it'd be like, you know, um, yeah, collusion, but making it making it seem more valuable than it actually is. I forget the name for it, but yeah, that's what that's what Reddit did. And at one point, it was worth like it was it was worth more than uh, Apple at one point. It was worth like forty billion dollars. I think Apple's worth like thirty billion. So there was a lot of money going into that stock. And uh, that, that investment group, I don't, I don't know if they've actually said the name of it. I don't know the name of it, but they lost a bunch of money because they invested. They put all their money into the other direction. They bet that the stock was going to go, go down. They shorted the stock and they lost a bunch of money. So now people are pissed because they believe that Reddit and their, <laughs> their, um, <laughs> their actions resulted in a fraudulent, uh, what do you call that, fraudulent... I don't know, loss of money, I guess, or fraudulent loss of money, but also fraudulent um, uh, fraudulent gain of money. I don't know what you call it. Market manipulation is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So what they've I been doing, except ahead, now yeah. they're dealing with it. Now they're on the other side of it. That's, yeah, that's exactly. the problem. Exactly. I have a th- I have a tweet pulled up that basically is explains sh- uh, short selling, which is 
Um, let's see. First, you have to understand what a short in trading is. A short is when you borrow a stock from a broker and sell it immediately at its current price. Then you hope the stock's price Which falls so that you can shady. buy the stock back at a lower price and return the shares you borrowed to your broker by keeping the difference. Uh, let's see. So let's say um, you want to short XYZ, the stock XYZ, at the current price of $10. I borrow one share and sell it immediately at $10. I have $10 now, but I owe my broker the one share I borrowed. Now, let's say the price of it goes down to seven. I decide to cover or buy it back my short position and buy a share at the $7 and return the one borrowed share to my broker. I made $10 when I sold and only had to pay seven to buy it back, so my profit is $3. But let's say that instead of the XYZ price dropping to seven, it goes up. To 15. I still need to return the one borrowed share to my broker, except now it is going to cost me a lot more to buy it back. If I buy it back at 15 so I can return the borrowed shares, I have a loss of $5 because between selling it at 10 and rebuying it at 15. So the price can rise indefinitely. My potential losses as a short seller are unlimited. At some point, I have to buy it back and return the shares I borrowed. The more the price rises, the bigger my losses. Now for GameStop, a few weeks ago, a Redditor on Wall Street Bets noticed that the hedge fund had taken a massive amount of short trades against GameStop. They convinced everyone on the thread to join forces and buy as much GameStop stock as possible. This made the price rise in the hedge fund's short position made the hedge funds short position started to lose billions of dollars. Their losses even surpassed the 13 billion that the hedge funds the hedge fund was worth. Eventually the hedge fund had to close their short positions and buy all the GameStop GameStop stock back at much much higher prices sending the price even higher still. This is called a short squeeze. Now the hedge fund is declaring bankruptcy and the Reddit thread is combing through other hedge funds with massive short exposure so they can short squeeze them into bankruptcy as well. All of Wall Street is saying that the public that the public joining together in this fashion should be illegal, but really they just lost at their own game to the masses. So there you it, go. It trickles back to a little bit of what you said too. Like when you watch these shows and people say, oh, this is an investment. You do, do this, do this, do this. And you take that person's advice, like Kramer, like what you were saying. Like what is the difference between these people saying, hey, let's do this and someone on TV telling you to do that and then you do yeah. it and then you lose yeah. money. What What is the difference? There is no, no difference. difference really. There's none. And honestly, yeah, it does sound sketchy because uh, my question is, what's to stop anyone from doing this to another stock? You know? Like, yeah, could they, they, they could. Pick something out. Yeah, because uh, yeah, AMC. AMC. I mean, yep. there are other targets like BlackBerry, Nokia, um, Bad Bath & Beyond. But, I mean, this seems like it's a could be like a thing that's manipulated. Well, I mean, it always has been. But yeah. it just seems like everybody could just jump on this now. And it's like, right, this, I, I know this is kind of like a unicorn thing going right now. But we're yeah. calling it a unicorn because it's the first time we've seen something like that. We don't know what the next one will be and how quickly that next one will come around. But maybe it's maybe it's a more common thing that uh, people are letting on. But what's to stop people from doing it again, you know? Yep. Should, nothing, should they change the rules? Them. Will the rules be changed? No. No, you can't change the rules of the game just because you're losing. <laughs> That's basically no, yeah, I agree. the whole thing. I agree. Yeah. 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 It's fine when rich people do it. But hey, it's yep. like poor people. Invest your money. And it's yeah. like... Oh, they start investing in money. They start making money, and they're like, "Wait, wait, no, 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 no not like that. Didn't mean that. Not like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do not feel like, like some of these people, though, they're like they're like dogs chasing a car. Yeah, like something's got to like give at the top, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're on the Wall Street bet side, eventually, like if they don't buy the short, like they're talking about, 
there's a point where you got to recognize when it's a good time to, to get out. I know a lot of people are, you know, saying things like, uh, I'll never sell. I'll never sell, which, you know, going against capitalism and everything. Uh, if you're making a stand, you know, that's great. Great for you. If you got the funds to pull that out, but there, not everybody has that. So yeah. it, it seems like they're, they're all dogs chasing this car and they don't know what to do when they get the car. But at some point they, they got to sell. What is the next move for some of these people? Like you got to, at one point you're going to be fighting each other. I feel like yeah. if the, yeah. if the market doesn't tip the way they need it to, they're going to be fighting each other. And yeah. It's just going to be chaos. And that's, and you know, that's a sobering reality to this, this, uh, this fun tumultuous time they got going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. I can't wait to see yeah. how it all shakes out. Uh, but yeah, that yeah. was that. You know, you know, a thing went viral, went super viral when your mom asked you about it. I was <laughs> doing errands yesterday with her, and she's like, "So what is what is the GameStop, and why is they why why is the stock going up, and people are mad about it?" I was like, "All right, first of all, <clears throat> stock went up, then people thought it was going to go down." There you go. That's all you got. That's all you have to know. Why is so. everybody calling me an autist with diamond hands? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't understand. To the moon? To the moon, baby. Yeah. So good good luck. Good luck to the autists, I will say. Uh yep. I like that Elon Musk can just say one word, uh, game yep. stonks, and yep. boom. <laughs> shit pops off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, isn't it isn't it market manipulation to say like I want my stock to be four hundred and twenty dollars and sixty nine cents? Is that not market manipulation? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I love that. Like they were telling people to like cancel their sale orders of uh, uh, four twenty sixty nine because it could go much higher. They're like cancel that shit, <laughs> and then they're like, this is not market advice. Is like, I am yeah. not a financial investor. I just like the stock. It's hilarious the way that, that they're playing all this out. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, yeah, I have the thing down here on my notes. You know, it's all made up. All of this shit is made up. None of it is real. It can go away at any time. It's like the, the government, uh, in 2017 made a, uh, made the biggest, uh, tax cut in, in U.S. history. Two trillion dollars they gave a tax cut to, to the richest one percent of the country. Um, we didn't have the two trillion dollars. So what did we do? We printed two trillion dollars. You know, that whole thing of like government reserve money go brrrr. That's what happened. Money went brrrr. The printer went brrrr. For, for, you know, two years, they gave all this money. They printed all this money, borrowed it from the Chinese or the Japanese or whatever. And then just poof, it's gone. Just just because the market took took the shit uh, last year when COVID started, and now it's gone. It's just like it, you can't just make a thing out of thin air. That's that's a law. That's a violation of, of. I tried to look this up. It's a violation of the first law of thermodynamics. You can't create something out of nothing. Everything everything from the beginning of the universe has been here, and it always will be here. You can't destroy anything. You can't create no, something out of nothing. You're just making up ones and zeros. That's all it is. Your bank account says $2 trillion. Next day, it says zero. Nothing happened. Nothing was created. Nothing was destroyed. It's all just made up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Money is a, a social construct. Okay? It is, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just just a way to keep everybody in line. So. Yeah. 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 But, hey, um, buckle so in and enjoy on. the ride. It's not over yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, what we've been watching? I literally just watched, or I didn't literally just watched to watch it this morning. Uh, episode four, WandaVision, entitled, uh, entitled a thing. I should have it pulled up, but I don't. Do you have it in the? Do you have it on the front? Oh, of your I don't mind? have the title, but we didn't talk yeah. about three episode three either. Oh, because okay. I hadn't watched it last week, so let's let's jump back to three. Because I, I actually have something I want to. I want. <laughs> sure, go ahead. Talk about uh, One Division episode three. All right. Uh, I just 
while I was watching this one, uh, this was it cracked me up because Wanda's pregnant and the whole episode's like moving real fast. It's like, oh, when when the twins coming in, it's like, oh shit, they're coming right now. But throughout the whole episode, she's she's having some serious problems. Once you say controlling her powers, did did you notice that, Damien? Yes. And it, it kind of like alluded to the fact that you know she's pregnant and she's she's got like a lot going on and and she she just can't. She, she can't handle everything. It's it's almost like mm. there's something going on that's making her her powers go haywire. Wouldn't you say? Mm. Mm. What what could that thing yeah, be? Like, Dion? Is there a name yeah, for that? Like maybe like maybe she's like pregnant or something, and and it affects <laughs> women in a, in a weird way where yeah. they just you know even even a superhero uh, <laughs> has a has a strange reaction and, and can't yeah. it can't be explained. Yeah, I was yeah, just wondering if you noticed something like that, Damien. <laughs> Are you talking about her hormones being out of whack? Is that the thing you're maybe, alluding to right now? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Okay, all right, buddy. <laughs> now the difference here is the difference here that you're you're not seeing is that this show is about her and her mental state, and maybe she's pregnant or she is pregnant with pen- she potentially. Is pregnant. She's pregnant with a. Oh, I think it's. I think that you're going to explain it as an AI. She's pregnant with a. Um, with a computer algorithm and she, this is where the babies come from. But this, this show is about that. This show is not about social upheaval. The show is not about corrupt racists, poli- uh, police breaking into, uh, breaking into somebody's shop, which is what the, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. mangrove was about. Now, if this, nope. if, if, if mangrove, hold on, if mangrove was about, uh, a woman going through, uh, emotional upheaval, if it was about only her, uh, trauma, then I can understand that about her emotional and uh, mental trauma. Then sure, we can. That is a, that is a valid argument. I was thinking about this this week of how 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 to how to how to frame this is like you know the show or the movie. Sorry, was uh, Mangrove was about you know social upheaval. It was about the police breaking uh, breaking into their shop and and harassing them, um, and didn't really have much to do with her being pregnant. So to bring that up, I thought I feel like is so irrelevant that I don't know exactly why it does need to be brought up. But we're we're going on to a tangent here. Uh, let's <laughs> yeah, talking about we want to talk about uh, now in color. I have all the episode titles episode uh, names pulled up here. So episode three, uh, WandaVision was called Now in Color. The synopsis is Wanda's pregnancy fritters her powers as she and Vision prepare for an accelerated delivery. So this is the first episode. Is that episode. how they explained it? Yeah, this is the synopsis of an IMDb. Oh, all right. <laughs> how would you describe it? Oh, I think that's pretty accurate. I have yes. no issue with the way they explained that. <laughs> so this, so the first episode takes place in the 50s. Second episode is the 60s. Now it's in color. Now we're in the 70s. Uh, so what did you think of the third episode overall? I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. Yeah. I, uh, there were a few th- takeaways. The uh, the switch when you know when they went from era to like the 70s to the 80s. They went from yeah. the uh, what, what would you call that? Uh, the aspect ratio change. Yeah. I, I, yep. I guess yep. that's what it would be. Very cool. Um, and the colors, obviously. Um, uh, my my favorite part in it was when Vision kind of had that. Hmm, something's not right here. Yeah, uh, everything is not good in Kansas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. It was a fun episode. Now, though. What'd you think? Did you? Yeah. Well, I want to talk about this in context of episode four. Did you see episode four yet? 
Oh yeah, I saw episode four. Yeah, okay. So a lot of this comes back, wraps around directly into episode four. So when Vision comes into the room, we kind of know what had happened at that point. But yeah, just talking about episode three uh, in and of itself, uh, it's very good. Uh, I think um, Elizabeth Olsen is a very good actress. I think she definitely shows her, her acting chops here. Uh, when, when she talks to, when she's talking to, um, I forget the person's name. I can pull it up here. She's talking to, uh, not Agnes, uh, Geraldine. She's talking to Geraldine and Geraldine, uh, makes, makes note of, um, Ultron. And then I believe, uh, Wanda talks about her, her brother Pietro, Pietro for the first time, uh, since Age of Ultron. And uh, you can you can see like all there's all, this entire show is going to be callbacks to the MCU. There's going to be callbacks specifically to her to a lot of moments in Age of, Age of Ultron with um, with Scarlet Witch. And I think you can definitely see the switch in her brain in Wanda's face in her mannerisms. You can definitely um, call back and uh, see the references in her mannerisms to when she's like upset in age of Ultron or any of the MCU movies and her face and her, the way her, hand, her hands move. It's very, very cool. Very cool to see that, uh, on her face. So yeah, um, very good episode overall. Definitely want to see what they're talking about when Agnes and Herb are talking and Herb's like, we're all, we're all, uh, and then Agnes looks at him like, don't say it. Don't fucking say it. <laughs> Definitely. I think uh, he was trying to say we're we're all stuck here. Stuck here. Yeah, obviously. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but it's interesting to see if Agnes has any part of it part in this. I think um, ah, Agnes. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't know who she is in the comics, but I think a lot of people are alluding to her her part in this. I don't know if this whole thing could have been constructed all by Wanda. So. Uh, definitely interested to see mm. what her part plays in this like it's also interesting if she's if if agnes has a lot of control over this environment why she was so you know like softly saying to him don't say what I, what you're about to say as opposed to like her doing something with maybe her potential powers where she's just like you know physically shutting him up with a you know something like that she could have done a lot of things but she's like uh please please don't say that please no please 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 <laughs> yeah so, yeah i think there's either some real fear going on or yeah. i actually kind of took it to where maybe they understand vision's situation and they're kind of being cautious with him mm. as uh mm. in episode four where um Wanda's looking at him. Yeah. And it shows him he's like, What's wrong, honey? And she sees mm. him as dead. Yes, he is. Yeah. Let's yeah. go ahead and, and say, uh, like, from the beginning of the show, we should just say spoilers all the time, <laughs> everywhere, all the time for all of this stuff. Yeah. 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 Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, we could put that in the notes or something. There are in the spoilers notes. in this. Yes. And people yep. look at the podcast description and be like, Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll check that out. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, okay, so Vision's uh, a corpse. <laughs> and if you think about it in a different way, um, maybe they are aware that Vision is not, you know, alive. And yeah. uh, to tell him what's going on would, you know, break whatever Vision is. You know, maybe they're looking yeah. out for him a little bit there. Yeah, break what he is and break his reality. What He, he must have, like, some sort of, um, you know grip grip on the reality of this place and if you if you sort of say to him what he is then that would suspend his disbelief to the point where he can't be uh 
animated anymore. Like he, he's he's definitely reanimated, or maybe he's not. Maybe he's just a maybe he's a, a figment of her imagination. And, and right. if there's any no, if there's any sort out. of suspension of illusion to what is going on here, then his he'll his frame his framework whatever he's made of will just disappear. Hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, I was gonna just go through my notes that I had from sure, uh, episode yeah. four. Yeah. Yeah. So returning from the snap, that whole yeah intro, it was chaos. Yes. <laughs> Seeing <laughs> yourself materialize and having yep. no idea what happened, and then just like that hospital was just overrun, and they're like, uh, "It's been like three years since you've been here." Yeah. And or three years since it happened, and you were gone, and now you're back, and this is uh, what was it? Five years? That was the gap, right? Yep. Okay, so it's just, it's just everybody running around like a chicken with their head cut off was just uh, was pretty nuts. Um, yep. I got, I said, I said, this is what I said. I said, damn, Wanda got that post pregnancy brand going hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that one's for yeah, you. That one's absolutely. for you. Uh, got the introduction of a few past characters. We got the cop from Ant Man. Yep. Yeah, and we got, um, what's, 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 what's her name? The uh, one from Darcy. Thor. Darcy. Dor- yeah, Dar- Darcy. Darcy. I like, yep. I like Darcy. She's a character. I like Darcy. I like yeah, she's fun. Is, yes. Yeah. Can I get that coffee? No. <laughs> <laughs> 12 hours later, she's still asking for the cup. Uh, yeah, and then I was like, the, the, the look Vision gives at the end yeah. uh, was just like, uh, LOL. Uh, and nope. then I asked if she was reanimating Vision's corpse. Is that, is, is, do you think that's what's happening right there? Is it reanimation or is it just figment? What, what, what's your mm. stance on it? I think it could be either either one. Uh, I think some people are throwing out throwing around the idea that all these people are dead. Um, I don't think that tracks because as they're looking up who these people are, uh, I think they would have noticed that they died. You know, I think that would have been something they would mentioned if all of these people that are in this quote unquote, quote unquote show, uh, if they were dead, they would have noticed that. I think um, they would have said that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. About are you saying the, from I, the people watching from the outside, or you're saying the people on the inside would know that they were dead? I'm saying the cops. Darcy they, said that she they knew Vision was dead. When Jo when Wu, what is his name? Um what Jimmy Wu was the FBI agent, I think, and he's going through and and recognizing all these people and finding their real identity in the real oh, world. Oh yeah. So when he's doing yes. that research, I think he would have stumbled upon the fact that they were dead pre them being in that in that environment. True. Yeah. That would be crazy though. Imagine that if she just like was just reanimated corpses and just be having gross. like a puppet show. Yeah. Jesus. That's yeah. dark for um, Disney. I want to back up a little bit and talk about the beginning of the episode. Uh, Jim Jim Wu, Jimmy Wu, from A Man the Wasp, uh, does the card trick mm. that he learned from. Yeah, he finally got Scott it. Lane. Yep. Huh? That's yep. He Good did for that. him. Five years practicing. He finally got yeah. it. Yeah. So he clearly wasn't one of the snapped because he probably took that long to learn that trick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so she. Let's go through it a little bit. She Monica Rambo is the daughter of let me see they have the name here i thought i thought they had the name maria. Right, maria rambo could be um mm, yeah anyway so she resemb- uh she rematerializes <laughs> you can hear carl dan uh, carol danvers's voice nicknaming her little lieutenant trouble a reminder of the bond that they shared uh in captain marvel the drone that monica sends into the westview uh features captain marvel colors uh, let's see on this website here. It says, is it possible Monica made it through Wanda's energy field because of her latent powers? Uh, Monica in the books ha- in the comics has some power. She eventually does take up the mantle of Captain Marvel for a little bit. 
Um, did you notice, uh, some people on the Reddits noticed that she was shot through four walls, breaking the fourth wall is a common trope, common name of a trope when you acknowledge that the show is a show. So I thought that was interesting. Nice. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Maria Rambo. Yes, thank you. That was her mother's name. Uh, she worked for Sword. She was probably the founding member of, of Sword. Um, let's see. Uh, sword, 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 sword. So yeah, it was a very cool episode. Um, it was sort of one of those things. I like that it's that her, that um, Darcy and Jimmy are sort of the the proxy for the audience. They're like, what is going on? <laughs> Why is it a TV show? Why is it these? Uh, why is it these these decades? Why is he show a different decade? Is it just here to entertain us? What is what is all this? <laughs> it's like a it's uh, like a living I like living how Darcy was getting uh, thread. Yeah, I like how Darcy was getting uh, involved with it. It was like, oh, it's twins, and she's like, oh, she's like, what? I'm invested. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was funny. So it's interesting that they sort yeah, of tie. They tied up a lot of the questions or, you know, questions or, or weird Easter eggs that we had. You have the, the beekeeper being one of the agents, uh, Agent Franklin, I guess was his name, um, coming up. And because he was wearing a hazmat suit, they, she, he got transformed into a beekeeper. So that's where that came from. Uh, we got explained the the drone in there that she found. So there's a bunch of different things where you're like, oh yeah, of course. Okay. This lines up and that lines up. So I, it'll be interesting to see going forward. You know, I want to, I definitely want to see episode five being longer. I want to see it like, you know, it'd be interesting to see if now that they revealed what is going on outside and what is happening in real time, be interesting to see if they do something where they open, they open with the Darcy stuff and the FBI stuff, or if they interlace it with stuff in the show, you know, I definitely want to see more of the outside stuff than the inside stuff. But, uh, yeah. Do you have any any more uh, theories of what's going on in the show? No, I think, I think you nailed it. I honestly think it's Wanda's trying to work something out or they got her in there. Someone's got her in there knowing that she's a, a danger to everything. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. They're just yeah. trying to find a way to get her out, which I don't think is a great idea right now. Just no. kind of like let her uh, let her grieve. Yeah, but then exactly. again, it doesn't seem like she's willing to come out of that place necessarily because the vision keeps saying we don't have to stay here, and she's like, "Yeah, we do." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 I so like, weird to look back on the stuff and realize how close together it all happened for these people because <clears throat> we're coming up on the third anniversary of. Infinity War, and basically all of, all of Infinity War and all of Endgame took place within, like, for the people that got snapped, it took place within, you know, a few weeks of each other. You know, Thanos coming down, the end of Infinity War, him snapping, everyone disappearing, and then everyone coming back was, you know, like a day or a week, a weird couple of weeks for them. You know, everyone everyone comes back. The, this, this, this takes place at the end of 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 end game with everyone coming back so for them you know, for us it's been like three years but for them it's been like Five. you know a couple of weeks so it would make sense for that, when they don't even realize it's a couple of weeks do they so i'm just thinking about it from like when thanos came down at the end of infinity war he snaps everyone disappears and then five years yep. later they're just back they don't know if five years even happened like i'm assuming right. there some, she there thought so she took people, a nap yeah, she thought she exactly. She thought she took a nap. She thought she was out for twenty minutes. So for them, this entire like everything from Infinity War through Endgame, they don't know anything about that. So, yeah, 
Yep, yep, yep. Also, my last my last comment on episode four is yep. I will never not mark out for Voodoo Child. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great the song. The close of that episode was fucking phenomenal. Yes, it was. You just hear that thing, but down, bam, 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 and out. And it's like, yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, Hulk Hogan had that for his entrance theme for a while. And we mm-hmm. were, I think me and Andy were out seeing like a SmackDown taping in Albany or something. And I think uh, uh, Hulk, they, they played his music and we were like, ah, it's just going to be a promo. It's going to be just, uh, you know, a pre recorded promo, whatever. And it fucking came out. The, the man himself wow. came out. It came out. That's funny. It was fucking amazing. So, yeah. Great song. Hogan making a house trip to Albany. What the? <laughs> <laughs> How much he yeah. get paid, brother? It was nuts. It was nuts. But yeah, great song. Yeah, uh, that song's phenomenal. I'm, I'm listening to all this stuff on my headphones. So hearing hearing that, uh, you know, the, the, what do you call it, the spatial sounds, the back and forth. The reverb. Reverb back and forth between your left ear and your right ear and behind you. Was, yeah. Whammy. Great, great, the whammy yeah, bar. Sweet. Yep. Back and forth, yeah. Great show or a great, great. They great should song. close every show like that. Huh? There you go. They should close every show like that. They really should. They really should. So yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to that. But again, it's got to be. Uh, they got to start expanding stuff. I think the show is going to be nine episodes. So we have if six, seven, eight, nine, five more to go. Um, you just gotta maybe make them longer because i a lot again a lot of the uh feeling about the show on the subreddit is just like i blinked and it was over it was just you know again it's like 22 and a half minutes it's you gotta give me a little bit more there a little bit at least at least a um end credits stinger maybe they'll probably do something like that on the last episode but you know Something at the end to be like, okay, this next week on, you know, WandaVision, this thing's going to happen. Okay, give me give me some of that, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, um, what was I going to say? I got, uh, they, so on Binge Mode, they're, they're catching up. They're on Infinity War Part 1 and 2. So, they only have Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, what was it? Uh, Captain Marvel and Endgame to get through. So, that's cool. Um, read some more Dresden Files. They did a, he released a second collection of short stories called Briefcases. Uh, they have different narrators for each story for based on if it's a female or not, uh, which is always fun. Uh, different pr- perspectives. One is Molly Carpenter. She is one of the most powerful uh, wizards in the book. Uh, she becomes the Winter Lady, which probably doesn't mean a lot to you, but she's basically like the... Uh, the ward or the the second not second command but like the assistant to one of the winter gods in this world i did this 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 book is really changing my uh changing my thoughts and perspectives on fairies i always thought of fairies in the context of like you know magical worlds and supernatural shit as being like ah oh, you're neat you're a fairy okay great go <laughs> go be a fairy go make mix me a drink or whatever or do some tasks but i guess wow. in yeah i know i know <laughs> Um, I guess they are some of the most powerful creatures in in folklore. Uh, so, yeah, sometimes fairies are even demons. You know, it's not it's yeah. not like the uh, bubbly uh, Tinkerbell type stuff. It's it's right. they got like sharp teeth and they're not nice. That was always my impression of fairies was the Tinkerbell. So, yep, uh, they got different. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's accurate. That's it. Huh? That's accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, very good. Still, I'm working my way through it. I got two more books left. One is called uh, Peace Talks, and one is Battleground. So, getting to the end of that. <clears throat> then, uh, right before the show, I watched In and of Itself. 
I had to sign up for the last <laughs> the last streaming service. I feel like Thanos collecting all the stones. I got the 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 Mind Stone and I got the everything. Got the Reality Stone. I got the Hulu's and I got the Netflixes and the um, Amazons and the HBO Maxes. Now I got the Hulu Hulu Plus or whatever. Um, all the streaming services. Services, streaming services into my hand. Yeah, um, I need to write a strongly worded letter to Mr. Hulu, Mr. John Hulu. Uh, you need to not have your Hulu uh, insignia on the bottom of the screen. I pay. I pay for this shit to not have commercials, <laughs> to not have any sort of that crap. I think my version. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I noticed it with this and with stars too. Stars insignia will pop up on there. And I'm like, this is. What are you doing, man? I cut the cord a long time ago to get rid of this shit. I don't want this little Hulu thing to be popping up on my screen the entire time. I'm consciously paying you uh, 6 10 15 yeah. bucks a month. Yeah. I know what service you are. You don't have to advertise Ex- it in the corner, basically. Exactly, exactly. Now, now it's what, fucking $18 for Netflix? Is that what they just upped their thing to the other day? I saw that. Did they? Yeah, dude. It's crazy. Dude, um, if they upped it to 18 I am out. <laughs> I want to say the quality they did. of movie is not that good <laughs> for eighteen dollars. You know, um, let me. I'll do. I'll do a little check later. But uh, in and of itself, is a performance, a, a magic performance show, or uh, not show, but a a routine. I guess you would call it uh, uh, by. Oh Jesus! I should have my stuff here, but I don't. In and of itself, you're a busy man. We get it. <laughs> in and of itself starring mr john no derek delgadio um so they're describing it on hulu as a lyrical poem it tells the story of a man fighting to see through the illusion of his own identity only to discover that identity itself is a illu- is an illusion an intimate a powerful exploration of what it means to be and be seen the film chronicles derek delgadio's attempt to answer one december deceptively simple question who am i his personal journey expands to a collective experience that forces us to confront the boundaries of our own identities so this is it's good um i feel like it's a lot of it is uh i don't know my mind kept going to do you remember john edwards uh crossing borders or whatever the show was called remember the show back in the day that was Huh, crossing over, yeah, <clears throat> and all all of these shows, all of that stuff was like, I'm talking to your dead father or whatever, and he's telling you that yeah, he's dude. fine, blah blah blah. It's very you know emotionally manipulative to do that shit, and this does a little bit of that too, where he's sort of saying like, um, he he like holds an envelope to his head and he's like. Tell, you know, tell me who's the most important person in your life right now. And then he taps his head and he gives him the envelope, and it's this letter that's written in in the uh, in the form of the writing style, like pen, penmanship writing style, but also how the person writes. And he gives it to them, and it's like this really personal note from their father, mother, grandfather, or whatever. And it's like. Uh, I, I see what you're doing there, and it's very nice, and the person likes it, and they they obviously. Um, what do you call it? Like uh, they they let that happen, you know. They I mean, they they liked it and they they you know signed off on it. They they allowed yeah, that they to be part of the it, show. So. They believed in it and it's yep. fine for them. But I I don't know. It's so it's so weird that that's the, the yeah, magic you're looking of the at show. the type of person that's attracted to that kind of thing, and that's yeah. that's that's where your your uh, squeamishness comes from. Yes. Like you you can see that it's kind of manipulation. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
That's your take on it. I mean, yep. I also believe that it's a little bit of mental manipulation as well. Yep. But for them, you know, it's, they actually believe in, and that's that's where the disconnect is, I guess. I mean, I, who's to say that he doesn't have like some kind of foot in the uh, mm. on the other side? Mm. I don't mm. know deep down, but a lot of it I always thought was just like reading the room, you know, like yeah. it's not so much like Family Guy or like Peter's like uh, somebody here lost somebody with the letter A, right? And nobody answers. He's like right. letter B. Yep. C, D, E, <laughs> and keep going down the list. You know, it's, it's not that bad, but it's like once you let somebody in, they can just start picking everything apart. You, yep. they, they pick up on on facial reactions faster than you could. They're like psychologists are. Uh, there's criminal investigators that do the same thing. There's mm. ticks you do. It's just like, all right, I'm onto something. Let's let's keep poking at this thread. I'm yep. pulling at this thread. So. Yeah, I get it completely. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, just me looking at it. And also, um, I listen to a bunch of... Re- I got to stop looking at reviews <laughs> before I watch the things. I, re- I listen to a podcast where... Always after, never before. Huh? Always, always after, never always before. After. Yeah, there's a podcast I like a lot, and they sort of talked about this. The, they didn't go into detail. They didn't say anything about what was the events of, of the show. But uh, one guy mentioned that... Uh, at the beginning of the, of the of this thing, they mentioned that it's a performance that he's put on 525 times, and that sort of gets into your brain where you're thinking, okay, so he's done this a, hundreds of times, and there's parts of the show where he gets a very emotional, the audience gets very very emotional, and you can't help but think, okay, he's done this so many times. This isn't how 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 authentic is his reaction? How authentic are the people's reaction? You know, that's the 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 cut. You're watching basically an amalgamation of you know the 500 performances. So at some point, they're picking out the best of the best reactions to what he's doing. You know, so you can definitely see the the stitching and the machinations in there too. Um, yeah, but it could go yeah. even further than that too. You think uh, plants? You know, mm, it's yes, you said yes. you did it five hundred plus times. Like, how do you know that someone's not getting paid to be there? Yeah. You know, we've gone over this story. You know what I'm going to say? Yeah. Plus, you know, the mind sees what the mind wants to see. Yeah. Like when you talk about that handwriting letter, like yeah. it might not be mm. like a spot on uh, photo photo. Uh, I don't know, copy basically mm. of uh, of whoever wrote that letter, but your mind will see it that way if he tells you that's what that is. You know, and yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just crazy. It's bananas. So that's a bunch of uh, my negative thoughts on it. My some of the positives. Uh, I think you should watch <laughs> this. I think it's very good. If you if you're at all impressed by uh, sleight of hand stuff, he does a bunch of stuff where it's just like, wow. Okay, you not only um, did the sleight of hand thing where you're um, doing a what do you call it? Not a distraction, but you're saying like, look over here. Uh, while you're looking over there, I'm going to do a thing that you weren't even thinking of possibly even that even being a trick or being an illusion. So he does a lot of a lot of stuff that with with the car tricks and with a lot of the like he, I'm going to uh you know ma'am stand up and uh, look under your seat there's a card there. That that kind of stuff always impresses me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your card? No. Check under your foreskin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of it's just like um yeah, just a lot of like uh, uh, manipulation with uh, perspective, perspective manipulation where he's got a thing and he does this like, um, what do you call it, a silhouette with with shadows. <clears throat> and then it's like he has a, he has a, bot, he has a, a bottle with some sort of liquid in it and then he has like a little a little paper paper ship and he somehow pushes, pushes the bottle 
into the ship and the ship like somehow slides into the bottle. It's very cool looking. Um, I definitely recommend it based on the, the magic itself, but not so much on the uh, cultural or social manipulations that you're doing. So he's not, he's not, this isn't like a magic show. It's not, he's not a magician. Like he is. Well, explain, ex- is that what this is? Or yeah. this was like a crossing over thing or was it kind of like a hybrid? a hybrid it's a hybrid of basically okay. i have in my notes here like it, it was very kind of creepy actually that he says at the very beginning of the show what i was saying about soul which is you know what people ask you what do you want to be when you grow up and uh, when you're an adult people ask you what what, what you want to do so the bit the the central idea the central theme of the show that I, that I took away anyways was him saying like okay you might be a carpenter you might be a, a construction worker you might be an oil oil rig worker but Let's let's break it down to what you actually are. And the thing that he was, the thing that he wanted people to take away from him, from them reading the notes from their relatives, was like you're not, you're more than you think you are, and you're more than other people think of you. You know, you you might have come okay, here think, right. thinking that you are one thing, but you're actually you're somebody's daughter, you're somebody's father, you're somebody's son. So it's a lot of that, that kind of thing of like you are more than you are you are a multitude of things. You're not just one thing. So I thought you know in that way it was it was a very nice very nice pr- presentation of the central idea of the show. I just thought that parts of it yeah. didn't really work for me. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see now what you're saying. It's you not see? so much one or the other, but it, yeah. it was just kind of, it almost feels more like a uh, motivational <laughs> gathering. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that with the pageantry, there's yes. pageantry as well. So. Exactly, you, you, you got it completely. Yeah, so okay. I do All recommend right. it because just because it was like ninety minutes, it wasn't like two hours, it wasn't two and a half hours. It was a, it was it was a ninety minute thing that I think uh, you, I would recommend, definitely. So that was about what I've been watching. Got a couple more things to talk about, but why don't you go ahead and talk about the things that you've watched this week? Things that I've watched this week. Yeah. Mm, so yeah, bring it. Well, you you haven't actually brought it up yet. Um, so yes, you were talking about Go Godzilla Kong <laughs> trailer coming out yeah. in March. Yes. Yeah. You seem hyped for that. You're ready to go. Woo. Bring it. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, I didn't actually realize that this was part of a monster work of monster verse. Yes, were, were you aware? Yes, I was. Yeah. Because so there's already was, uh, four, four movies. You got, you got, uh, Godzilla from 2014. Yep. Kong Skull Island. Yep. Godzilla, King of Monsters, yep. and now you will have Godzilla vs. King Kong. Yes. I have not actually watched <laughs> any of these four movies, so okay. I got it in my head to go and watch these four movies. I haven't yes. gotten around to watching all of them yet. I have done the first one, Godzilla from 2014. Um, this is my opinion on it. It was not great. <laughs> uh, ultimately, I gave it a thumbs down. Yeah. It had a budget of a $160 million and it did a worldwide gross of five hundred twenty-four or five hundred twenty-five million. Yep. So I mean, yep. <laughs> I guess that was pretty good. Yep. The it, I I found it funny when the, when the, the 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 you find out who these characters are. Brian Cranston is the dad. Yep. I was like, really? Like I don't remember this at all. How I don't much the was he for in this movie? <laughs> he was in it for like I don't know a good part of it. No. I believe he was into the first like, like half of it. No, well, like I mean, it depends. Minutes, maybe, it depends max. on his presence was in the, the, the movie, you know, but it was, <laughs> he, he obviously was in Japan for some of it. And then, you know, you go back to America and whatever. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So Brian Cranston was in, but still like, I it was just like, really? Like I, I wasn't expecting that. And then it, I found it really comical that you had both, um, Scarlet, Witch and 
Yeah. Petro. Yep. 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 <laughs> and yep. It, except now they're actually husband and wife. And it's just like, oh, you know, that's a little on the nose right there. Yeah. But I will say that uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson mm. is not a good lead. Like, Ooh. I did not like his acting at all in this. Ooh, like, it was. Take. He just seemed out of place. He was blown away by Brian Cranston's minor role. <laughs> and Elizabeth Olsen was even crushing him acting wise. And she's a good actress, I will say. But just, uh, just. Johnson was just uh, man, like you. Could, I wish they put somebody else in there. Um, How do you? So my sorry, uh, couple takeaways. Yeah, one second. How do you compare him in this to uh, Tenant? Was he better in this or in Tenant? I'm gonna say he was better in Tenant because I didn't expect anything out of him. Oh, okay. You know, when you when you are the lead of a movie, yeah. I, there's a certain standard I'm gonna hold sure. you to, and I don't yep. think he met that bar at all. Yep. Um. So a couple of takeaways from the movie. Uh, Godzilla deserves KO of the night bonus. G- give him that fight of the night bonus. Not The fight itself wasn't that great, <laughs> but the way he finished that fight was like, Dana White, sign him now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the battles were done better. Uh, so you've watched this, yeah, I assume. Love it. Love okay. it. It, it. You love it because I thought that the fights were weak. Like they show 10 seconds, like, Oh, here he comes, and it's like, oh, Godzilla's coming, and then the camera cuts away to humans doing human things, and it's like, no, 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 I don't want that. Right. And then eventually we'll get back to the fight, and that's like 20 seconds of a fight, and then we go back to humans doing human things yep. for another 10 minutes, and I'm like, stop it. I don't care about humans. I don't care about the new. <laughs> Show me these titans kicking each other shits in, you know? like They're like, we got to get this nuke to uh, point B. Uh but the whole the whole time these monsters feed off radioactivity so it's not like this nuke is like whoa they introduce a nuke to the story no the whole movie is based on nuclear presence like mm. in fact bring a nuke to this fight almost seems like bringing a knife to a gunfight like it's not going <laughs> to do a damn thing you're just feeding these creatures um but ultimately i think godzilla there were a few scenes in it where it's like godzilla's presence Yep. It was like top notch. Yep. Like when he's standing in the, the, the broken down city and like he's got the, the buildings crumbled, the smoke around him and he's got the moonlight shining on him. Yep. That was cool. He was just like standing there. He was like dark silhouette Godzilla. Yep. Like I, that's, I'm not going to mess with him, but it's a bad movie. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> so my next movie I'm going to watch, I'm going to get uh, Skull Island. I'll have it for you next week. Fantastic. I love um, Skull Island. I'm going to send you, I sent you uh, uh, the best Godzilla villains. You have a question here. Uh, well, you, you go ahead and ask it. It's your question. But, uh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Best, I was going to ask you. The best Kong. Best uh, Godzilla villain. Best Godzilla villains. Um, so in, I don't want to spoil the next one, or the, not, not the next one, but the, the sequel to this. Uh, several, several more Godzilla villains will appear in the next one. The next um, Godzilla sequel. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say King Ghidorah. Ghidorah is my favorite. Um, Ghidorah. Ghidorah is my favorite Godzilla villain. It's, That's uh, fair. Yeah, people, people uh, I've never seen these movies or don't know what I'm talking about. It's basically a dragon with no arms, but he's got three heads and he's got wings. So it's a very, very cool looking dude. Cool looking villain. So... I will say that these two monsters in uh, this Godzilla movie, they were stomping the shit out of Godzilla a few times. Mm, and he yes. was saved by these human, these quick, like, oh, oh they did this. And, oh, we got to go over there because they did something. And then Godzilla, like, appears out of nowhere. It's like, oh, 
you thought you finished me, but you didn't. Here yeah. I am. Yeah. And, and then they get he gets stomped again. And, but then eventually he just goes ham on him and, you know. Uh, do you like that picture I put in the notes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for the people, obviously, you can't see this, but uh, he, he had the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer. Uh, it was linked to it, but I put a, underneath it in a picture. That I found recently that I'm going to put pictures in the notes now. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. to, to fully relate my feelings to you. And <laughs> I'm not using words. I'm just using memes. Um, it has Godzilla, and it says, I'm literally a walking nuclear power plant. What is your ability? And then it's got this crappy-ass drawn picture of a monkey, and it just says monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is which leads me to my next question. Who wins that fight, for Godzilla versus Kong? Listen, listen. Like, it's got to be Godzilla. <laughs> King Kong has one uh, um, advantage over Godzilla, um, and that is an opposable thumb. He can he can grab shit and hold on to it, <laughs> which I think if you watch the trailer, uh, King Kong has like um, a Mjolnir type weapon that he's going to use against Mr. Kong or Mr. Mr. Godzilla. He's gonna smash him in the face. Oh, shit, really? With his own Mjolnir. Oh, I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah, you gotta watch that shit, dude. I have to watch um, the trailer. I, yeah. I didn't know he's got Thor Hammer on his side. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, that, that changes things dramatically. Yeah. So he, do you have a do you have a do you have an idea who wins? Because I read that they said that there will be a clear winner yeah. in this. Well, there's going to be. Um, Spoiler alert for for maybe this movie and for the for the trailer if you haven't seen it, but uh, there is clear indication that the Godzilla that we're seeing in some of the previews here, uh, and he's trashing the the, um, the cities for no reason. He's actually Mecha Godzilla, and so Mecha, oh. yeah, Mecha Godzilla is a uh, fairly famous uh, villain uh, in the Godzilla universe. So that's probably what we're seeing there. So okay. yes. Uh, I'll jump back into some of the stuff I watched. Uh, I watched The Little Things. It's on HBO Max. It has Denzel Washington, Remy Malek, and Jared Leto. Mm -hmm. It's a good movie. Mm. I liked it. Mm. Um, It's your typical crime thriller situation. One thing, I mean, it it doesn't really do anything that you haven't already seen before. Uh, In fact, it kind of overplays. It's just like, oh, did like they'll say, like, oh, we just found this crime scene. Did you eat your breakfast yet? I hope not. And then you see it, and then you're like, well, that's not that bad. Like you've definitely seen worse, which I, you know I appreciate because I did just eat and I didn't want to puke anywhere. <laughs> so I, I'm happy to see that it wasn't as brutal as they were leading on. Uh, I respect the ambiguity that came from this movie. I'm not gonna spoil much of anything, but you're kind of when I left this theater. Or not the theater. <laughs> when I left my living room, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, you, you, you don't have an idea. Of, I mean, you have an idea. I've, this is what. Okay, I'll say it right. You have an opinion on what happened, and there are other options available. But, and 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 if someone was to be like, "Well, I think B happened," and you'd be like, "Well, I can see that." I can see that B is a possibility, but there's never enough evidence to make you like completely sway your opinion and be like, all right, yeah, I agree with you. B, it was B. Like you're going to stick to your gun. So everybody's going to come out of this with like this idea that, no, this is a situation. No, this is. And even if you, you argue it back and forth, I don't think you're going to have enough evidence to overturn your opinion. And, and I appreciated that. And it, I know I'm always like, I like clear cut endings. But sometimes when, when, uh, 
do I want to say it? <laughs> I don't know. The 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 mental impact that it had on all the characters, how each story kind of did get wrapped up, even though there was still so much, so many question marks left. That is an ending in itself. And mm-hmm. I and I appreciated that. So I give this movie a thumbs up. I know some right. people didn't think it was phenomenal. I saw IMDB gave it a six, mm. but uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, um, and well, go ahead. You got anything? Just a little thing. Which say is, yeah. The <laughs> can I say something real? A little thing. You said a thing. The, you, um, can so I the, say something? The, the little main thing? thing about this this movie that people uh, brought up, uh, Sean Fennessy brought up uh, on the big picture this week, is that it was written in the early '90s. And uh, the, review, the only review that I pulled up here, well, the review that I first pulled up here from ABC News uh, says that it feels like a movie that was uh, written in the 90s. It could have been, this could have been a movie that was released in the 90s. I'm curious if you felt the same or not. Yeah, no, absolutely. It could have been. Um, I saw people comparing it to something like Seven. Yeah. You know, and it, it does have like that kind of vibe. I feel like this could have been put in in, in any era really okay. uh 90s yeah that's accurate like maybe like late 90s what were they they suggesting did they spe- specify well or? yeah no he wrote it in 1990 um uh, let's see it was uh if it feels like a uh if little things feels like another movie era that's not a coincidence it was first written by john hancock in the 90s and it's set in 1990 so okay yes yeah no 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 i get it yeah yeah 1990 that's fine that's fair okay yep. Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. All right. What else have you been watching this week? Besides Lovers Rock, which we'll get into later, yes. I watched an episode of The Great with uh, Carrie. It's a, uh, what would you say, like a, a period piece, yes. a comedy. Yep. Uh, um, the This woman, she becomes the uh, empress of Russia, mm-hmm. uh, but her relationship with her new emperor is not all flowers and roses and rainbows like she thought it was going to be and it, it's comedy it's dark it's it's actually hilarious like <laughs> it's it's nothing like uh i don't know it's just it's just that kind of like, there was one scene in it where he, they're fighting a war in the background and he was like i saw your soldiers on the she, she was like on the way here she's like i saw your soldiers on the side of the road they and she's like, did they look, or he was like, did they look happy? And she was like, no. And he's like, fuck, maybe that means we're losing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, like that kind of thing where it's kind of like off the cuff, like uh humor that, that really gets you. But uh, yeah, it's, it's got some darkness to it. Uh, but no, that's fun. I, <laughs> I look forward to watching the, 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 the other episodes to it. It came out in 2020. It's on Hulu. If anyone wants to check it out, if you're into that kind of thing, I, I had to, Carrie wanted to watch something and she asked if I had any suggestions and after the whole Palm Springs fiasco, <laughs> I'm, I'm not always like, I was like, well, well it, she's like, I'll watch something. If it's not dumb, I'm like, well, I don't know what you're gonna think is dumb until we start watching it. And you storm out of the room. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I was like, well, you, uh, you have a very fine taste. And she's like, well, like what's that? And I was like, well, if it doesn't have Timothy Chalamet in it or Rob Stark, uh, Richard Madden, uh, then you're probably not interested. And she's like, well, that's not true. I'm like, yeah, there's one other person. She's like, there's no one else. And then she suggests a movie with Henry Cavill in it. I'm like, yeah, that was the other guy. That was the other, the other situation. Like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe we try this thing. And I found it. And she's like, that sounds interesting. That sounds fun. I'm like, all right. So we started watching it and she enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah. look at that. Nice. Figure something out. So that's going to be our show, I guess. Nice. Nice. Very nice. What else have you been watching this week? 
No, that was it. That's all I watched. I watched a lot of stuff this week. You did. You, you actually, I listened to some music. If you wanted to talk about that right now, sure. Let's. Well, yeah. Let me reference the mu- the music you listened to last week because I, lo- I I listened to it. I liked it. A um, couple things. Okay. Yeah, a couple things that uh, you could have referenced uh, when describing the music is very sounds like Sonic Youth, The Strokes, uh, Vampire Weekend, Arctic Monkeys, David Bowie, Weezer. Lou Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a, it's a lot of that stuff. Uh, Vampire Weekend, uh, you, might, you might know their song uh, Oxford Comma. It's very popular in 2008, 2009. Uh, yeah, I like that stuff a lot. So yeah, so you checked it out. You did enjoy this? I did enjoy this, yes. You could, Did you catch my vibe where I was like, I could see me listening to this song mm. uh, floating in a pool on a pizza slice? Exactly. On a pizza slice, yep. You feel like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Good. Nailed it. Nailed it, guys. So yeah, what, what? Yeah, so I listened to some Grammy music. Yeah, what what kind? Yeah, the, the Grammys are coming up uh, in March, I believe. Right. And I listened to. I looked at all the categories. I'll, I'll I'll go through them every week. I'll do a different one each time. This week I chose metal. Okay. Okay. Um, the Grammys are notorious for not being good or being fair. <laughs> to metal for actually a long time it didn't even have its own category it was just like rock music i think uh who the hell won i don't know what last Bob year dylan won or something oh you think no 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 i'm of, saying in the in the back yeah you think who was it it was thinking of um jethro tall i believe yeah jethro tall yeah yep. yeah that's him sorry yep. i confused those two yeah. yeah but yeah he won at one point uh tenacious d like yeah it's fun like he he does have some like metalish music. Yes, he, yes, I'll admit, but it's just come on, guys, come on. Um, but the, but this year they got five songs out. Um, I'll go through a bum rush from Body Count, underneath Code Orange, uh, the in between in this moment, Blood Money from Poppy, and Executioner's Tax, Swing of the Axe by Power Trip. Um, I like all these songs. Um, I'm, I'm going to go out on the record and say Executioner's Tack is, is going to win this. Uh, it's going to be like a, a posthumous thing. Um, they, they're going to get the Heath Ledger treatment here. Mm. This song actually came out in 2017, but they had a live version in, in 2020, and the front man for it, Riley Gale, died in August of 2020. So this this live version of the song is getting a nod into the Grammys, even though the original song came out in 2017. Gotcha. Um, and and the, it's funny too, because there's two other bands, body count and code orange in, in this year's Grammys that were also in the 2018 Grammys, but power trip was not actually in those Grammys. So the song that came out in that year wasn't good enough that year. But now that, uh, Riley Gale is dead and the, uh, by all accounts, he was pretty stand up dude, did a lot for his community and everything. But now it's kind of like, all right, we maybe missed the mark in 2018. Mm-hmm. So here's us making up for it. Um, Bum Rush. It's fronted by Ice-T. Uh, Bum Rush is a song. I'm sorry. Body Count is mm-hmm. fronted by Ice-T. You know Ice-T? Yes. Delicious. He, he used to be a rapper. <laughs> Delicious. It's, it's so good. <laughs> no, he used to be a rapper. Mm. <laughs> yes. And um, now he's fronting a metal band which is kind of neat. I, this song has potential just from the current state of affairs uh, on a lyrical standpoint. Obviously, Ice-T is outspoken and you can hear it in the lyrics. I can see this winning just from the the uh, the topic it decides to go from. 
Uh, I listened to this song while watching a live feed of Wall Street Bets Megathread. <laughs> it was like live. So all I saw was just comments flying down the screen with this song playing. And it was an adventure. I tell you what. <laughs> I encourage you to try it. On Monday, when uh, the markets open up, you go ahead and pop on Bum Rush and put a live feed of uh, Wall Street Bets going on their Megathread and just, just see what that... Uh, just brings out inside you. <laughs> and then uh, the last song I'll go over, uh, The In-Between um, by In This Moment. That's my dark horse to win. Mm. Uh, I'd say it's the second best metal sound. Uh, I, I, as much as, you know, I kind of sound like I was like, Executioner's Jacks shouldn't be on this one. I do believe it should be. It is the best sounding metal song. And also, it probably could have been in 2018, and I'm not sure completely why. It, it, it was shit. It was funny actually because I was talking to Andy and I was like, "Have I lost my 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 sound for metal? Like, am I just softer now in my old age?" And uh, he was directing me into things to listen to, and he brought up Power Trip, and then I googled it and I was like, "Oh yeah, this song's up for a Grammy." He's like, "Well, that doesn't make sense because it was out in 2017." And I was like, "Well, he died." So and he's like, "Yeah, that, yeah, okay, so he's gonna win," but um. This song is actually the second best metal sound. It has like this methodical pressure to it. Uh, it just, it's just one of those band, uh, songs that you could attach to like a, we'll say uh, like a Freddy or, oh, no, not Freddy, Jason. Like you got Jason walking towards you, all right? And you're, you're throwing stuff at him and he's not stopping. And it's just got that feeling like he's going to get me at some, <laughs> at some point. <laughs> And it's just like, all right, man. All right. So I this this my dark horse to win. But I, I honestly believe Executioner's Tax is going to take this one. And I encourage everybody to give give that song a listen to. Give them all a listen to because it's all worth it. Um, yeah, that's that's my, uh, my my five metal songs Grammy Grammy edition. And next week we're going to go uh, alternative. All right. Um, so let's see. Grammys 2021. Supposed to be March 14th is the last... Uh, the date they're saying for this year. Yeah, and I don't know if everybody's familiar with the rules with the Garamies, but the recording's got to be released between September of 2019 and August, the end of August of 2020. Oh. And they have to just be for sale commercially um, or made as uh, a made available as some kind of digital recording. Mm. So you're like a streaming device or service or anything like that. But somebody has to listen to it on one of the performed platforms. Preferred platforms yes very nice um, i remember there was like some kind of when we were talking about the the movies oscars yeah like what are the actual guidelines for that music it, it's not so it's, streaming took over musical um years ago so yeah. this isn't like or covid's not a a, a huge market shakeup for the uh, music industry no. as it is for movies right uh, so that's cool, man. Um, I listened to some stuff. I li- I was writing some stuff, and I was listening to some like uh, music to write to. Uh, what's it? The um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Their soundtracks are very good um, to listen to to write to. Um, and that got me to listening to classical, like the best of not like random classical, but like you know the best of you know Beethoven and Bach and Chop. Chopin and all that shit and uh, it was like a best of you know this like what was it called the playlist on uh, 
on Spotify, it's like a, you know, this is classical, blah, 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 all the best classical right here, right for, right now. And uh, it was playing stuff and playing stuff and playing stuff. And then it got to the song called The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I was like, what the fuck? It went from, you know, like, like um, <laughs> waltz in D or, you know, like um, piano concerto in B minor or shit like that. It's the name of the song. Like, I... And then the next song was like Sources Apprentice. Like, what the fuck? Like Chopin or like uh, Beethoven wrote a song called Sources Apprentice. That's pretty cool. And it's like, no, idiot. That was from Fantasia. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I can imagine. But I, couldn't you imagine like uh, like one of those old farts, Mozart or whatever, making a song just randomly not called like Waltz and D. Why are they all called? Yeah. Why are they all called like the thing they are? Just like some dude wrote a waltz or or a concerto, and then just like, that was a flex. What's huh? That was a flex back then. Was it? Be like a, a minor. Be like, bitch, I did that in B. <laughs> also, oh shit! All right. Also, I got to say, like, people <laughs> think that like remixes are just a thing of now. Like, how many remixes did that um, the guy do? What's the the meme, the most meme song of all time, that um, the most played song of all time, that stupid ass uh, uh, cowboy, the black guy, the black cowboy, Little Nas X, huh? Little Nas X, Little, Old Town Road. Yeah, he did like nineteen remixes of that. But then you go back to like Chopin or Mozart, and uh, I don't know what the guy or Chopin did the song called Nocturne. You you know, if I played it for you, you know it. But he had like nineteen. I'm sure. Yeah, he played nineteen. He had like nineteen versions of that. So it's like they had remixes back in the eighteen whatever. <laughs> Let me look it up real quick. They did. I'm serious. Just imagine that. Huh? No, no, no. It's just like just Mozart being like, "Now I'm gonna break out my remix for you, bitches." <laughs> <laughs> Let me Midnight Sonata. Da, 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 you've heard, da, da. Yeah, you've, you've, you've heard Midnight. I think you've heard it. Let me see. No, no, no. That's uh, Beethoven. You hear that? <laughs> oh, 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 you, you listen, you listen to classical music, music once, and then you're just an expert. Can you hear that? Not really. Not really. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Anyways, look up uh, Piano Sonata. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll listen to it later. I'll listen to it later for sure. Sure, sure, sure. Piano Sonata number 14 in C sharp minor. And then you got uh, Adagio Sensusa Allegretto. Allegretto. I don't know Italian. It's it's a bunch of fucking versions of it. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, so actually, yes. I got one more thing. Yes. In the music world. Sure. Ever hear the song "Driver's License"? No. Yeah, so uh, apparently this uh, this this woman Olivia Rodrigo, mm-hmm. uh, she's a Disney star actually. Gotcha. So she's got that. She's she had the the force full force of the TikTok machine behind her and Instagram and uh, Taylor Swift shout out. But she had a, a song that came out in the last couple of weeks okay. that crushed the record for most streams in a day. And then from a non-holiday song, I suppose that's like a nod to Mariah Carey or something. <laughs> but over 15 million global plays the first day. And then she continued to beat her own record each day. 17 million the following day on Jan 12th. Uh, it, the Spotify guy uh, will say, there's truly no direct comparison here. You have newer artists like Tones and I will, or Tones and I will, dip with, fuck that. We'll just switch. <laughs> Little Nas X and Old Town Road. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's, that's, that's the level that, she, that he brought to. It's like, we, which took a little bit longer to grow into chart toppers, but 
a new artist that just comes out of the gate in such a dominant way and just continues to grow. It's really unprecedented. Um, when I last checked, this song had 224 million streams yep. as of January 29th, as of yesterday. Yes. And it came out two weeks ago. So <laughs> we're recording this on January 30th. It has currently has 252 million plays. Jesus. Yep. That is, uh, that is a lot. You know what the song is about? No. Her getting her driver's license okay. and Great. her driving by her ex's house. Fantastic. And lamenting the fact that they are no longer together. And that he said that he would be with her when she got her driver's license. Right. And uh, is there any part of the song where she has to del del deliberate whether she's going to sit in the front seat or the back seat? None. Okay. None. Well, I, see. I see that yeah. she learned from Rebecca Black's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate fiasco. She, she established her seat in the car. Good. Immediately, Good. she said, I am driving. Good. And this is the way it's going. And I will sing this song. And I will cry all throughout town while I drive by my boyfriend's, my ex-boyfriend's house, who is now with this other woman. Well, that's her girl. That's just, her. that's yeah. awful. It's awful. unfortunate. Yeah. And she drops, she drops the F-bomb dude <gasps> twice. No. And yeah. Yeah. I, Disney starlet, you know. Well, if you look at, I think there was a, like a chart of uh, Taylor Swift's, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, the, the, the. I've seen that chart. I know yeah. what you're talking about. The, the. Yeah. The, the rate of her swearing has gone up exponentially in the last few albums. Right. It's not great. Yeah, she's she's uh, she's she's shedding that um, good girl image. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I man, I respect it. I'm I'm giving I'm giving Olivia some crap here. Yeah. But honestly, uh, you know, good for her. She's, she's 250 million streams. That's hey, man. What the hell am I doing in my life? Right. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this ain't getting uh, streamed. I can't make a song about a driver's license and, and driving by my boyfriend's house and, and get 250 people, 250 million people listen to. It. So hey, you know, props to her. Right. 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 Crazy. I want to uh, shout out real quick uh, the iPhone 12 Max Pro Plus, whatever fucking thing it's called. Uh, it's a great phone. We're not sponsored. Fantastic phone. I'd highly recommend everyone going out there right now and getting this thing. This is a beast. I uh, I jumped from a, um, a iPhone 6 Plus to an iPhone 12, so this is uh, a little. It's a lot of getting used to. Uh, it's a lot bigger, faster, stronger. Um, it's got uh, multiple cameras in the back. I don't know why I need so many cameras. Um, what was I going to say? Let's see. My notes here. Picture in Picture is great for watching Twitch, but not for Christopher Nolan movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Yeah. This guy. No, continue to use your microwaves when you watch Christopher <laughs> Nolan's movies. Please. Please. I was shocked and appalled and sort of, I was glad to see, but I, I had my, I had my own old phone. I, I got home. Like I, I, I went to the uh, Verizon store. I was like, give me, give me a phone, please. And the guy was like, what phone do you want? I was like, iPhone 12 max plus he's like okay sir goes in the back he's like do you want oh my god what was it do you want like uh hulu do you want apple apple plus do you want apple what's the show uh apple tv plus do you want just so apple many TV, things yep. now just throwing me at throwing yeah, my dude. way when you get a new phone it's it's insane it's incredible yeah when i went they were like here's five things to pick from pick one and i'm like <laughs> uh all right, I'll pick this one. They're like, good choice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but, if I don't pick one, do I get less? Do I, do I pay less money? No, it comes with the phone. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, this phone sure. is. So, yeah. I don't know what your phone was, but my phone was $1,100 uh, doing the doing the payment plan, obviously. Um, but yep. uh, I was going to say, so, 
yeah, the guy ended it. We I got in there at like four forty five. I left at five fifteen. The guy was like, "This is the fastest <laughs> transaction I've done in a very long time." I'm like, yes, sir, I know because this is all I want. I don't want any of the extra shit. Well, I didn't. I got a I got a case and I got a charger because you can't charge your phone and listen to shit at the same time anymore. So he 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 got me. I got him some. Uh, I, he upsold me and I took it. But at the end of the day, I got out of there pretty quickly. But I want to talk about real quick the transfer of data from one phone to the other is extraordinarily fast compared to what it used to be. I remember going from the four to the six, and that is this the like the process back then was you basically had to put all your shit, transfer your shit to iTunes, and then plug in your new hmm. phone and transfer it from iTunes to there. It was a ma- it was a massive process. But now and yesterday, hope you had your settings right. Because you could erase everything that was on your iPhone. Yeah. If you didn't have your settings correct, right. you could erase everything. If you didn't have a, a restored backup at the right backup, all your shit was gone. But uh, but now, yep. the, with the iCloud, everything automatically backs up. So I had everything from like you know 10 minutes ago. So I literally, so yesterday, sat here with my, with my new phone to the left, my old phone to the right. I hit like three buttons and it transferred every like everything. Like when I say everything, I mean the background. I mean where the apps were. I had every app in the same place that it was in the old phone everything was the same except for you know the size of it um it was just an it's insane the process the how, how easy the process is, the size is now of it. um the size of that lad size is pretty is pretty pretty uh well i mean the physical size <laughs> or the 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 hard <laughs> the, what do you what are you, you saying you just huh? the size of it was i'm just you just you're the size of the it. size of it the, the awe the thickness i am in awe of the I'm in, size i'm in awe of the this girth i'm in awe, i'm in awe of this lad's <laughs> girthy thick <laughs> thickness uh it's not that bigger mm. than this much bigger than the six i think um a little bit a little bit taller it's it's kind of awkward to look at because i'm looking at it right now with the apps open and there's like an awkward amount of space between the top and the bottom of the apps but um, what else is to say yeah. about this? Uh, great for watching stuff. Uh, right, the apps can actually work now because I was at the point where Apple stopped supporting, fully supporting the uh, the six. They wouldn't update yeah. it all the way. Yep. And all these apps, I had there was there was it's, a bunch of apps that I physically could not download because the uh, the iOS was too too far back. So right, they'll can, tell you right away. Yeah, now I can get all of the apps, and uh, all the apps are on here and up to date, and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, it's a crazy. It's actually hilarious uh, that we have, we still have our old phones. Yeah. Uh, I got an iPhone five. Carrie has an iPhone four. Yeah. Uh, the ones with the like the blue with the purple plastic on the back. Yeah. Like she has one of those, and it's been regulated to being a remote control <laughs> for uh, our son's speaker. Yep. Our Bluetooth speaker yep. in his room. <laughs> <laughs> and then surprise, the battery life lasts like twenty minutes tops. It has to be plugged in, yeah. otherwise it just dies. Yeah. But yeah, it's just funny that. Such a, uh, a, a monument to technology is now just a remote control. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> say like eight years later. Yeah, so I'm gonna have fun with it. I uh, I got it mostly for the space. I got a 256 gigger. Yeah, bro. I had, the last one I had was like a wow. 16 gigger. So uh, lots more space for bull crap. But no, mostly I I have a lot of podcast. A lot of a lot of the um, the Ringer podcasts for some reason are like. 300 megs i'm like why is this fucking two-hour show oh, you put them right yeah i forget you download them to your phone yeah because i was i was thinking i was like wow and then yeah that's yeah. the way you do things i stream it but oh, okay yeah but i'll tell you the way i've been doing uh our our podcast notes now putting pictures in yeah that's filling up my uh photo section real fast oh damn 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 what what how many uh gbs you got on that bad boy Ooh, i don't know <laughs> 16 i think 16 16 <laughs> 
No, no, that ain't right. It's like 64. Okay, that's more that's more likely. I don't know. It's been um, a while since I actually looked. Hold on, hold on, hold yes, on. Yes, hold yes, on, yes, hold yes, on. yes, yes. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, it's 64. 64, okay. That's I've got I've got I've got six GBs available. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna need to do some cleaning. Yeah. Um so yeah, moving on. Uh well let's get to um let's get to Love the Rock real quick, unless you want me to talk about some games. You should just made that like a fake ad, be like, uh, oh, we're gonna take a break and then just roll this jerk off session about apple <laughs> <laughs> that would hilarious yeah um do you want to uh go with lovers rock or can i talk about some games real quick do you got to get some time for games let's talk about the game okay so i've uh, played a couple new games i got this game called shipbreaker and when I, when I describe what it is you're gonna say sir that's a you're working it's called a work <laughs> it's called going to work punching a clock and working it's called so shipbreaker is this game where it sets in the future where we have um We've colonized the the outer rim of Earth, so we have a bunch of ships that are being decommissioned all the time, just like an iPhone, just like old iPhones. These ships are being decommissioned and flushed out, and all their parts are being taken apart. So my job, your character's job, is to go in and take like a laser beam and chop up all these ships into small enough parts that you could throw them in a furnace, or you put them in a processor, or you put like you know the. Um, What's the thing that powers the ship? Like a like a, a reactor core. You have to take the re- reactor core out, put that in a separate spot. What I like about it is the physics are so they feel so good to like, you know, you're grabbing like chairs. It had like a um, half life uh, laser beam, like a tractor beam or a gravity gravity gun, whatever you want to call it, to grab stuff. It feels so good to grab stuff and pull it out and put it where you want it. So um, good. you have tether lines where you can like tether one thing to another and then then sling it into the furnace. Tether me, daddy. Huh? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> uh, feels so, feels very good to do all that to, to cut a thing open and to to drag it out and yeah, it feels very good. But the the, the thing mm-hmm. that feels like work is you basically go in and you have work orders and you have your the beginning of the day is called your the beginning of your shift and the guy is constantly chirping in your ear like okay Cutter you got like five hours left or five minutes left in your shift get get shit done and get it done. And so you're just in there and you're like, you got you to shift, you got work orders to complete. It's like, you know, work, 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 work. So you got, you know, you got work orders, you got a tat, you got, you know, quests to complete. It's like, you know, burn up uh, 50 million uh, tons of, of uh, iron or metal or whatever during the day. So I like that a lot. It's on Steam. It's like 20 bucks on Steam. So pretty cheap game if you just want something to relax to and then last thing is uh with the iphone 12 plus max uh came with uh, a month of apple arcade and i looked up the best games on apple arcade and one of them is called grindstone uh so grindstone is basically the the, the core of it is a is a matching game you you, you match the numbers or the letters or, or colors just like any other those uh candy crush type things but um actually have a, has a story to go with it it's got you, you can put armor on you can put a you can equip a sword so if you want to just chop up things around you you can do that and uh it's got uh different mechanics where let's say there's a dude in the in the grid with you and he's in his a 10 next to his next to his head that means you have to do you have to have a do a combo of 10 you know if you get a uh, 10 combo and then and then hit him and then attack him with the when you get near him so and there's other things where things will be Things can attack you if you if you stop your combo next to them, they'll hit you, and you basically have three you have three health bars or whatever. So if you hit, get hit three times, your your run is over. It's just, it's very interesting. Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, so it's called Grindstone. It's on the Apple Arcade thing there. So it's very good, very fun. Grind it, yeah, buddy. 
Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Thank you, thank you. Glad thank you're you. having fun. Huh? So I'm glad you're having fun. I'm having a bunch of fun in my life right now. I got all the things. I got. A, I, I just realized like I have. I have all the things. I have a new phone, a new PC. Got a got a TV. I'm a, I'm a complete. I'm like um, what's his name? Uh, you're complete. Um, I am. Com- Do you have diamond hands? <laughs> I do have diamond hands. Uh, I'm like Jack in uh, Fight Club, where he's remember that scene where they're in the bar, and Jack is talking to Tyler right after his uh, apartment exploded, and he's like, man. I was so close to being complete. I had a, I had a wardrobe that was getting decent. I had a, a furniture that was getting very respectable. I was almost there. I was almost I almost had a complete consumer lifestyle altogether. And Tyler's like, now it's gone. Now it's all gone. And he's like, it's all gone. So I don't know. What I'm saying I don't, I don't know. I was getting there, going with that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah you just said you got everything and now it's all gone so yeah. are you suggesting that i come to your apartment and blow it up i think you should i think we should um and then we op- start a fight club we should start a fight club we should commit insurance fraud and with the money that we get from the insurance company we'll start a fight club we'll start a uh uh dealership or, or uh what do you call that a uh what do you call like the you if you own a bunch of mcdonald's or franchise we should start a fight club franchise uh, yes franchise the motherfucker yes yes you know what would be hilarious? If this was just all a figment of your imagination, <laughs> I am Tyler Durden, uh, your co-host Tyler Durden. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is released, and in reality, when people listen to this, they don't hear my voice. They just hear you talking. Yes. Yeah, I could do that. I could I could edit it yeah. so I'm just me talking to myself. That'd be, that'd be yeah. interesting. That'd be actually pretty hilarious. <laughs> people have to fill in the blanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anywho, uh, so with that, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get to our review this week? Nah, man, I think I covered it. Alrighty, so with that, let's get to our review. Don't sell, hold. Huh? <laughs> you motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> Lovers Rock, directed by Steve McQueen from 2020. Stars. I don't have any from again. I'm such a I'm such a bad host. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that again. I'm, oh my God. I'm gonna have my I'll tell you who it stars. You ready? I'm gonna have my no 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. I'll start over. Let me start over here. Okay. It stars Mercury Sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so directed by Steve McQueen from 2020. This is Lovers Rock. It stars Amarha, Jay St. Auburn, Michael Ward, and Shaniqua Akwok. Akwok? It's it's spelled A K. W-O-K. You should have never found your phone. <laughs> you should have never found it. You were better off not even saying a name. How would you pronounce that? Shaniqua? Hey, I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> what, Dion, what did you think of Lover's Rock? Um, hey, listen, man. I, I remember telling you that I was watching this before I fell asleep, and I was like, all right, uh, like I can vibe with this. I can vibe with this. Uh, I might have just been like really drowsy and not really paying attention to what I was watching. I definitely didn't make it to the last half, but I'm going to say that it started out pretty cool. I like the vibe that it had. Hold um, on. Hold definitely on. Did you, got did you watch weird. the whole thing eventually? I watched the whole thing. Okay, the first good, time, I only good. watched half of it because I fell okay. asleep. This time, I watched the whole sure. thing. Because that and now um, it would it would not be unprecedented yeah, so, for you to know to not watch the entire thing of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, but uh, I'll say this: this took a, a weird twist two thirds of the way in, and um, I ultimately I'm gonna say there was uh, there wasn't much to this. When you come from watching Mangrove, and I understand you you told me to detach all my my. Uh, my expectations and everything. And I think I did. Uh, honestly, it's just this episode. It's just, it was just a hangout episode. It was, it was a house party. Uh, it's not an episode. It was, it's it was a movie. the vibe. 
Well, yeah, movie. Well, I mean, they kind of cut it in episodes, so you call it what you want. I guess sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not really arguing that it is a movie, movie length episode. How about that? Yep. Okay, know. that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So honestly, it was, um, it was cool to see this situation, um, black people being able to have a good time, um, even in an area, I suppose that there's. It, they're not supposed to have a good time. Um, not not saying that that air, they, they, it's just white people. You know, you, you can't have a good time if you're black. Yeah. That, that's that's yeah. pretty much the 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 way about it. Um, Lovers Rock. You know, I, I, it was pretty clear. It it kind of sounds like a place, but it, it, it was it's a style of music. You can tell like right from the beginning. They're, yeah. they're setting up the speakers, and you, you knew what it was going to be. Um, and it's just you know just having a good time, like getting a feel for everybody. Um, Silly games, man. Uh, <laughs> Mercury sound. <laughs> but yeah, this 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 thing was all about good vibes, yes. and uh, it, it was fine. But uh, uh, you, if you want to say some good stuff sure. before I get into the bad stuff, Jesus, you go ahead. <laughs> I don't know what bad stuff you could be talking about. It's such a such a great feeling movie. It's like a warm blanket that you just put on, wrap around you, and just enjoy it for an hour and ten minutes. Especially in twenty twenty. When all this movie is about is about the things that we couldn't experience at all through the entire uh, course of the year. It just makes you feel such a uh, feeling of nostalgia for uh, for the year before and hopefully next year maybe. Um, but yeah, it just made you feel so good. Um, a lot of times I will uh, think about a movie, how, how I think about a movie and how I think of if I enjoy the movie or not is whether or not I when it came away from it uh, wanting to spend more time with these people just in general. And so you have a movie like this where it is just about hanging out. <laughs> the entire premise of the movie, entire theme of the movie is just hanging out. And I definitely want to hang out with these people in this time period, in this environment, with this music, with all of this energy going on. This is a fantastic like just depiction of you know, what is it like to hang out in this time, in this area with these people in this movement, in this, in the, with this, um, these, uh, what do you call it? Culture, this, this type of culture that before I've seen these movies, I've never been exposed to. This is, um, if you're, if you're looking for a theme of these movies, or overall central theme to these movies, it is very much, it is very serious. It is very, uh, you know, impactful about this uh, uh, unjustness of society in general, but also definitely at that time, at that place. But this is also just a, a movie about the joyousness of being of being black and being a West Indies person and showing a different side of that culture and showing the the good side and showing the enjoyment of being these type of people at this time, at this place, on this one evening. So I think it was a very, very nice little movie. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Silly kids! <laughs> you, so, yeah. <laughs> Did I get that note? Did I get it? <laughs> you, quit, you broke out a little right, bit, I'll but give I this a bad it might be on your side, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be on my side. Yeah. yeah. So I'll get into some bad stuff. Well, what you're saying is true. Um, there are parts of this movie that I don't think anybody would want to relive. Uh, and I, I think this, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it's interesting to see that even in the backdrop of like such racism, that there is still this level of, everyone's still human you know and there there's there's black on black violence in this that dude was there was one guy uh 
attempted rape. That was definitely a sexual assault. Yes. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you remember yeah, that? I do. Yeah, yeah. so while we say this is a hangout episode, episode and you just want to be there and feel this vibe, like this is kind of also like the dark parts of house parties and, and, and this, this culture. And you think about how black people in general in this time period were going through so much, but then you're like black women, like super objectified in this, yeah. this episode. And, and they came under the guise of like being like, Oh, this is lovers rock. And you know, everyone's here to have a good time and let's sway with the music and let's bump and grind and stuff like that. But the way that some, ca some characters talked to the women in this, uh, not great, Bob. Uh, <laughs> some of those situations that some of these women found themselves in, definitely not great. It was great that uh, that woman, the other woman was there to rescue that one from, uh, I can only imagine was going to end in a rape. Yes. Um, and then they also had this weird scene where her cousin, was well, someone's cousin comes back and they're just talking about, oh, my, my daddy beat your mama and stuff like that. And it was like, what the hell's going on right now? Like this, it was totally out of the, the bouncer was trying to keep him out, but had to bring him in because cops were driving by. So this is where I'm talking about where it's like the first two thirds of this movie. It was good. I enjoyed it. But this last third was just this, this weird turn that you weren't really expecting. And, and, and maybe it just kind of, uh, it puts together the whole vision of the director, I suppose, or, or to show every aspect of this, this situation is this, this this party this this lifestyle but you you didn't you didn't get that weird part like what what did you think of the last third of that movie um uh, well uh before i uh address that let me just say before i forget that the scene that most people are going to take away from this movie and the scene that people are talking about uh mostly with this movie was actually improvised uh there's a scene that you're talking you're alluding to where uh they sing um what was it you had the name of it uh, the, the song that we were singing acapella silly, game. <laughs> silly games so that scene ended or the, the song ended and the scene was supposed to end there but everyone was so caught up in the moment that they ended up filming filming that what happened that was all improvised and the camera move was improvised and everything that happened in that scene was improvised so it's a very very special moment in that movie um right there so it's a very good moment uh, everyone should just okay watch i mean it. as annoying as that is i i get it now that you know that and I didn't know that was improvised, so yep. it, it, it makes sense why they kept it in there. I saw a lot of people were kind of like, that went on way too long. And I am one of those people, but if it wasn't like an organic thing, that's pretty neat. Yes, it is. Uh, so, yeah, going back and uh, just uh, uh, addressing your, your concern there for the last part of it, I think just in general, just backing up here and talking about movies in general and talking about like the way we view the movies and interpret the movies, movies, um, movies are going to be a lot of things. At, at once and i think just not for me just for yourself going forward i think you have to sort of let that be let the let the movie be what it is and not sort of like expect it to be one thing or look at it from a look at it from a perspective of if it's not one thing and if it does go off in different directions and if it doesn't um keep a sustained central theme throughout and if it does contradict itself or um if it does seem to be uh um uh, hypocritic or whatever that word is um if if there are, if there does seem to be um a meandering uh thought process through it that's not that's not uh an accident or it's not a uh, mistake by the filmmaker i think that is on purpose you know i think this movie just like a lot of movies uh talking about a character or a scene or an environment or a culture or a bunch of people 
there's going to be parts in the movie where it's not going to make sense. There's going to be like, why did you put this in here? Why did you put this this uh, depiction of people or women? Or why did you, why did you depict these people as being uh, uh, violent? Or why did you depict them as being um, sexually uh, uh, aggressive against each other? Why, why would you put that in there if, if you're making this episode about the beauty and the compassion and the, uh, the, the niceness of the community? Well, it's because it's not all going to be one thing. You know what I mean? If you're at a house party with them. No. I'm, yeah. What? Well, I'm just saying, I, I think this was intentional. I don't think this was like, I like me expecting it to be one thing. Like I, I don't really expect anything when I, I turn my brain off, uh, when I, when I go and watch things. Um, so the, the, uh, the ride that I went on, like I said, it was just it was very abrupt. Where it's just like you got this one guy screaming in the party, and then you got the sexual assault, and then you got this, and 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 I feel like the director, especially with the way Mangrove played mm-hmm. out, and I assume the rest of these movies, um, they're deliberate in what they do. It's intentional. Yeah. It's in there for a reason. Right. So I I, I can't I'm, I'm I don't think the onus should be on me that I should expect something or I shouldn't expect something. I think I what but I'm just kind of wondering what the the explanation for it was i suppose Uh, i'm not i'm not saying like oh that shouldn't be there because the director clearly had a vision for it it's just it was it was confusing to me i'm not i i I would only imagine that this is just to show all aspects that yes uh of of this party that yes even though they have their own turmoil going on they are still people and people do bad things even if it is to themselves or to the, to the people that they're, they're, they're in, in a struggle with, yeah, I suppose. That's exactly what it was. So I, I, I get that. It just, yeah, yeah. It's just, that was just a, a very jarring thing. It just, I don't know. Yeah. You, you are right that maybe I expected something, but going into that, it was just kind of like, well, this, I mean, this, this is fun. This is a fun <laughs> vibe. Yeah. Let's, right. let's party. But then it's like, oh, well, I don't <laughs> want to party like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming away from it. I just, I, I, from the entire series, it is such a um, a look at, and it's it's highlighting an area of the world and highlighting people and culture and experiences that I've never even thought about existing before. And I think that uh, showing it in different aspects, like you said, it is showing it all. It's all showing it everything, all warts and all. You know what I mean? <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's showing everything that you can expect from a night like that. If you were there, this is probably a good example of what you would see, whether you want to see it or not, whether it feels good to watch it or not, or see it or, or whatever. I'm, I feel like his, his prerogative was to be like, listen, this is what, this is what the area was like. This is what life was like back then with the bad and the good mixed in. So, yeah, I just, my, my biggest takeaway from that, that it was hard to shake. was like, if anybody caught anyone trying to sexually assault rape, anybody Mm -hmm. i can't imagine they'd be welcomed back into the party with welcome arms that guy he was kind of like you always had this weird feeling about him while even in the beginning of the movie but like he's just like sitting in he's in the dance room with everybody and he's just like you know kind of throwing a shit fit and gets his beer stolen from him and he was just like oh crumble crumble and it's like how are you even in this party right now (laughs) like if she told the bouncer that you just tried to rape someone i feel like your ass would be out there because that bouncer he was in that dude's face like Remember when he, he pinned him against the wall? Yeah. He's like, if you, you know, do anything in here, it's me. 
and you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's yeah. like, all right, I get it. All right. Like it should have been with that, that way with the, the, the attempted rape yeah. right there. It should have been like, get out, <laughs> you know, but yeah. I don't, hey, uh, hey, I guess, I guess that's how this place parties. <laughs> <laughs> I like that bouncy dude. The bouncy dude was fun though. I, when, um, yeah. when they had that, when the beat got like heavier and, and, and uh, it seemed like, like, oh, business is picking up. Like this mm-hmm. is a, uh, this, this sound that they're going with, uh, people are starting to relate to that. And it, it was like the anger is, it went from kind of being like a, a, a lover's night to like, you know, you could see the, the, the black power kind of thing coming up. Like we're, we're one and you know, mm-hmm. everyone's got their fist pumping yeah. and stuff like that. And you got the, the bouncer coming in and it kind of had this, uh, illusion. Like he's like, all right, I'm coming in here just so you all know that there is some sense of lawless or, uh, uh law, you know, presence in here where someone if there's a fight you're gonna have to deal with me too but then like you see him like later on and he's like bopping and it's like yeah he's feeling it yeah. like it was just cool that this dude he's like so stoic at the door guarding everybody yeah. he even had the the brief run-in with the four white dudes uh when that woman tried to leave the party but then he comes in he's just like yeah i know how to party too <laughs> <laughs> it was fun i like that i like that guy yep um yeah, so we're running a little bit long, so I'll just sort of wrap it up a little bit. But uh, yeah, some of the best scenes uh, of the year were in this movie, like the one I already mentioned, where they're where they're singing um, silly games, uh, where the the kung fu song comes on. <laughs> it's one of the, cause that that, that huh, song is always yeah. one of those like, oh, okay, that cheesy ass song from the seventies. But you can imagine being alive back then, being young back then, and be like, yes, I fucking love this song. You know, it's one of those yeah. moments again. Just <laughs> these moments in this movie and this entire movie in general just makes you so wistful and so nostalgic for being in a situation like that of being in a club and hearing your song come on be like yes my fucking jam <laughs> it's been like yeah their their reaction to kung fu fighting was my reaction to the mortal combat yes theme. <laughs> yep yep mortal combat <laughs> or um or what's that uh drum and bass the te- the techno song so standstorm yeah ah <laughs> uh, yeah dude I, I yeah yep. yeah i dropped it to sandstorm a few times yep 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 so I, th- I guess that's uh, about all I have to say about that. If you have anything else you want to mention. Uh, yeah, just uh, Mercury Sound. <laughs> all right, I'm done. All right. <laughs> so that was our review. Of, that's where it yep. came from. That's where like Jason Derulo yep. and all that stuff saying your name yep. in songs. Yeah. That's where it came yeah. from, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that was Lover's Rock. That was the second in the uh, Small Axe series. There's three more. Uh, based on the first two, I'm not going to say I'm not going to sign you anymore. But uh, on your own, does this seem like a series that you want to keep going with? I made that. Okay, one. Uh, I might check one more out, and uh, if I vibe with it, yeah. you know, maybe I'll keep going. But yeah, it it's a fine line. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Okay, great, great, great. Uh, I, do you feel having watched all of them, did it peak with Mangrove? Because that seems to be the one that everybody talks about. Yeah, that is the most like conventional. Uh, uh, narrative as far as like this is a movie with a beginning middle and end um, had it had the most um, I don't know what you would call it the most um, concrete ending you know what I mean it had it had a uh, you know you, you, you don't like movies that don't have a uh, good or not a good ending but you know what I mean like a, a it's not successful what I'm trying to say the the ending had a uh, button on it huh 
yeah and it's not not like like open-ended, open-ended or it was yeah. like and they walked off into the night and it was like something like that it's just like this there, it was there was power behind yeah. the ending i like i like uh i like grand finale, grand finale. And stuff yeah, like that it stuck to landing in a way that had a conclusion to it um i would definitely say the last uh the the back three of, of small acts don't have that so i think <laughs> if that's what you're looking for uh i would definitely say maybe not maybe skip the last three but they're just, they are very good okay. um what's his name john boyega is in the next one red white and blue he's very good in that oh. um the other two are called alex huh. weedle and education uh i saw them all and i enjoy them all very much but uh yeah i would say if you if you're drawn to things that have a conclusive ending i would say maybe skip the last three Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Noted. Yes, yes, yes. So that'll do it for. I'll be bringing to the table huh? next week for some more uh, Grammy songs, yeah. the alternative, and I'm going to watch some Skull Island. Right. So I'll see where I can uh, fit something in. Plus, the movie, whatever you're going to have me watch. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um there's a couple things coming out in the next couple of weeks that are that yeah. are coming out. I think well, Nomad Land, and I believe there's another one. I think maybe uh, Promising Young Woman yeah. is coming off of premium VOD. I think it might be rentable for like six dollars, something like that. Um. So maybe maybe we'll check out some some stuff like that. Where? Yeah, promising young woman is the one we talked about already. Yeah, right? well, I, yeah, I talked about it for a few minutes last week. Yeah. With, uh, well, you you wanted me to watch yeah. that, right? That's the one that I said I noped out of. Yeah, I noped out of that. Yep. No, you noped out of Pieces of Woman. Yeah. Pieces of Woman was on Netflix. Oh, Pieces of Woman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I noped out of that one. Yeah. Okay. Promising yep, yep, young yep. woman. Okay. <laughs> There's another one that came out to Netflix this week without any fanfare, really, uh, called The Dig. It has. Um, uh, Carrie Mulligan is in a new movie this week. Ah, yeah, your girl. Okay. Yeah, Carrie Mulligan is in a movie called The Dig with Ralph Fiennes. It's on Netflix, so maybe we'll check that out for okay. next week. But yeah, a bunch of stuff coming out. So that will do it for episode 102 of the Can I Say Something podcast. I've been Damien. I've been Diamond Hand yeah, And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Don't sell hold. <laughs> <laughs>